Welcome to the podcast of the Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Jim Cole, and I'm proud to be the 96th president of Las Vegas Rotary. Las Vegas Rotary's main focus is on youth, specifically youth literacy and life skill development. If you're in town, we invite you to join us at the Lowry's Prime Rib at noon on Thursdays. You can also find more information about our meetings on lasvegasrotary.com. If you're unable to join us, we live stream our meetings on Facebook at noon Pacific time Thursdays. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you, President Jim. Good afternoon, fellow Rotarians and honored guests. Today, it's my pleasure and honor to introduce the 14th head coach in the history of UNLV men's basketball. T.J. Otzelberger, more often called Coach Otz or T.J., is named after famous Major League Baseball player Tommy John and is married to his wife, Allison, who played professional basketball in the WNBA with the Seattle Storm. T.J. is also the proud father of three young children. Coach Otz came to UNLV after serving as head coach at South Dakota State University for three seasons, 2016 to 2019, leading the Jackrabbits to two NCAA tournaments and one NIT appearance. I've had the pleasure of briefly meeting Coach Otz on three occasions. The first time was when I attended his welcoming press conference at UNLV on March 28th when he arrived in grand style by helicopter at the Thomas and Mack Center. I was immediately impressed when he stated that his first order of business would be to sit down with each and every player so that he could discuss why they should stay at UNLV and how that could be achieved. Like all of you, I'm, of course, looking for an update on those meetings, but also I'm hoping that Coach would tell us just a little bit more about how at the age of 15, after getting cut from two youth league basketball teams in Milwaukee, he started his own team from scratch so that he could still compete. Pretty amazing. The second time that I met TJ was just this past Tuesday at the 2019 UNLV annual Giving Spring Mixer held at Vintner Grill. When we talked the other night, I told him that I have a piece of rebel history that I'd be willing to exchange for a piece of new history. And although I'd like it to be an even trade, just like he would, I've told Coach Otz that I'm willing to trade my piece of history, which is this 29-year-old national championship hat for a new Mountain West Conference championship hat. And Coach, as soon as we're able to uh, make that trade, we'll talk about some more significant memorabilia. We can trade for some more significant new memorabilia, too. So. And the third occasion I got to meet, uh, had the honor of meeting Coach Otz, of course, in the short time that he's been in town, is here today. And I point that out because it's important to, to tell you how responsive he's been to numerous requests for his time so that he can introduce himself to our community and to UNLV's supporters. As I have, I think you're going to find the new coach to be hardworking, sincere, and fully committed to bringing back the same kind of UNLV excitement that was represented by that hat. So please help me give a warm Las Vegas Rotary Club welcome to UNLV men's basketball coach, T.J. Otzelberger. I really uh, appreciate that intro, Jim. Uh, we all have something in common in this room. Uh, I spent the last two years in Brookings, South Dakota, uh, as a member of Rotary there and attended luncheons. Thank you, yeah. I attended quite a few luncheons, very similar to this. Uh, the food was nowhere near as good. And I have to let you know that there's been about five or six times I'm feeling for my name tag and wondering 
if I have to put money, we had to donate money if I forgot to wear the name tag. So I've been, I keep going back to thinking, uh oh, my name tag isn't on. So I apologize for that. Um, but as Jim mentioned, uh, above and beyond being a basketball coach, uh, for me, it's about connecting with people in the community. It's about serving people. And so uh, far before I, I became a basketball coach, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the team that I started at 15 because I wasn't any good at basketball, but I really wanted to be, right? And so for me, it's always been about serving people. And as a head coach at South Dakota State, I started a program called Stay in the Win, where we went into schools that had less resources, uh, socioeconomic backgrounds were really challenged. We went into those schools, developed a reading uh, education program. We followed up uh, with the message of, first of all, staying in school, uh, building confidence, teaching uh, proficiency in many uh, coursework topics, but building that connection, taking the young men in our program and taking them into those schools, working with students every day. For me, it's those type of things that are far more fulfilling. We're going to win a conference championship. We're going to trade hats. And it's going to be really soon, too, so be ready. But for me, it's, it's far more about that. It's opportunity to have a position where you can serve and give back. So I grew up in the boys and girls clubs, uh, playing basketball and, and sports. And so to me, it's, we've always had an initiative to want to give back in those ways. In South Dakota, we had a promotion at Applebee's called the Otzelberger, where I did these corny commercials that hopefully if you Google it, you can't find them. Uh, but you might, uh, where I'd say, the Otzelberger. And, and I would hold it up. Uh, but what happened is in the state of South Dakota, we created a program where all the Applebee's throughout the state, every time we sold one of those burgers, we gave a dollar to the boys and girls clubs. And so last year, I was thrilled to be able to hand over a check for $13,000 to the boys and girls clubs. Thank you. And so when, when Jim talks a little bit um, about Santa Claus and some of the other programs, I want you to know before we get into... Who is this guy? What's he about? What's our team going to stand for? How many games are we going to win? I want you to know that it's with a lot of humility that I'm in front of you today because what you all do to serve people, to give back in the community, uh, how you go about uh, looking out for other people and being great citizens in society, give yourselves a round of applause. It's so special. I'm so thankful to be with all of you. Thank you. All right, now, and you started this. I'm competitive, so now you put me on the spot. So now we're going to put everybody else on the spot. So these things that were sitting at your table, right? I look at this as everybody in this room falls in one of three categories, okay? The first category is I've been a season ticket holder for X amount of years. I love the running Rebels, and I've had this seat. Who falls in that category? Raise your hand. Okay, outstanding. I like that. Well, the second category then comes down to, I haven't been going lately, but coach, after I hear what you have to say today, right, and after I see how your team interacts in the community and how you guys give back, we want to be part of that. So we're going to start coming back today. If you're in that group, raise your hand. Now, Barry, you're checking everybody out, right? All right, make sure. All right, he's got the eyes there. Okay, and the third group is this. Because I'm about hard work and resiliency and plowing forward. For those of you that are saying, I don't really love basketball. Or I've never really been a big running Rebel fan. Or whatever the reason is. I don't like the time of the games, the style of play, 
Whatever your reason or rationale may be, all I'm asking you is that you give us the opportunity to earn your trust because what you're going to find is that it's going to be a group of people that you want to be associated with because it's going to be a group that stands for the Young Men Art Program. We're going to win in the classroom. We're going to win in the community, and we're going to win on the basketball court. And who would not want to be part of such a group of young people that's chasing greatness every day doing it the right way? So I know you fall in one of those three categories. Barry's right there. I know we got these things. So uh, just make sure we're going to earn your trust, earn your respect, and earn your support. And believe me, I will be just as much of an active participant to support everything in this community along with my family and our team because that's really what's important to me. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about my background. What's, what's this short guy in front of us doing coaching basketball? Not too long ago, we had Bill Lambeer stand in front of us who coaches the Aces. He's tall. He played in the NBA. TJ, you're really short. Uh, you don't look like a basketball player. You look like maybe you got cut from the wrestling team. What brings you in here with us today? All right, well, here's what it is. 15 years old, my rebellion has been my dad played college baseball. He was, he was the guy that would hit the line, drives in my ankles, tell me I'm a wimp, I'm soft, you're not going to make it. And so I have that voice in my head every day. Talk about chip on your shoulder. Trust me, that voice hits me about every 10 minutes. You're not going to make it. You're not good enough. And that's what fuels my fire. And so at 15, I was getting ready to go to JV baseball practice. I said, you know what, Dad? I've changed my mind. I'm done with baseball, I'm done with football, and I'm done with wrestling. I'm going to play basketball. Basketball? You're short. You don't run very fast. You don't jump very high. And I was pretty, when I looked at him, I'm like, exactly. That's why I'm going to do it, because you don't think I can do it. And this is going to be my rebellion to show you that I can do anything that I put my mind to. So at 15, I try out for these two traveling basketball teams in the city of Milwaukee at that time. I grew up on the south side of Milwaukee. Uh, Dad's a, a city worker, retired city worker. My mom worked in a paint factory. Very blue-collar upbringing for me. I never went without, but certainly uh, humble beginnings from where I came from. And so when I decided to make this commitment to basketball, I had this vision of grandeur that I was going to make one of those teams and be able to play all year round. But I didn't. I got cut from both of them. And so before I was going to go home to my dad, uh, I always say, like, I wasn't going to eat that humble pie, right? I was never going to look at my dad and say, you were right. I didn't make it. I couldn't do it. I didn't get the job done. And so I did what every logical 15-year-old kid would do. I said, you know what? There's got to be other kids out there that got cut from these teams. Why don't I just start my own team? So I started fundraisers where I would go out and sell candy bars and put ads in a, in a program. I went over to a seminary and worked with them. They had an old gym. It looked like the gym in the movie Hoosiers, and we practiced there. I had uniforms made uh, where we used the logo of the, the screen printing company uh, as advertising, as on the back of our jersey. We looked like a minor league baseball team when we were out there with all different patches and things, but it was a way for me to continue to chase my dream. And fortunately... By the time I got to be a senior in high school, I was going out recruiting guys for the team. I was going to high school games waiting after the game at the locker room, just like I do now as a college coach, saying, I think you're an unbelievable player, seem like a great guy, passion for this game. Let's join forces, play on this team with us. Let's chase greatness together. And my senior of high school, we were able to win the state championship, go to the national tournament where he finished in the top five in the country. So thank you. So at any rate, the reason I share that story with you is it's very telling of 
how things have moved forward for me and why, why I'm a coach and, and what makes me tick. It's, the, it's that challenge. I've always been the underdog. When I started visiting with Desiree about this position, what I loved about Las Vegas is the blue-collar work ethic, the chip on the shoulder. Everybody here wants to be part of something bigger than themselves, right? Everybody here has a strong family values, great sense of community, a city that wants to achieve greatness and do it together. And that's not common. That's not something that you find everywhere. I was fortunate to go to the Las Vegas Golden Knights game. You can't tell me that five years ago anybody knew anything about hockey in Las Vegas. No way. No way. Well, I was kind of, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. Don't kid yourself. You might have knew what the penalty box was, or you might have known that there's three periods, but, Beyond that, no, you didn't. But what has it done? They've been great ambassadors in the community. They've gotten out and they've connected with people. They've given their time and their efforts and their energy. And that is, to me, I've been at a lot of great sporting events. You don't get a better atmosphere for a sporting event. What I was so excited about is that it's families there connecting. It's people building business relationships. It's friends reuniting. It's so many different groups of people coming together for a common cause because you believe in a team that stands for something. You believe for, in a team that are contributors to the community. You believe in a team that stands for something bigger than wins and losses. And what I can assure you, is, as I've gone through this and as I stand before you as your head coach, you will be so proud of the basketball team that we put on the court for you. We are, thank you. Yeah. This is personal to me. Our success is personal. And as much as winning games is personal, it's in the community, in the classroom, and then on the court. But all of it is personal, and I take it with such uh, the title as head coach means so much to me that I need to live it every second of every day. And so I say this all the time, and it, it sounds somewhat cliche. For me, I pretty much have two buckets of everything in life, and it either falls into one or the other. I don't do it. It's being a husband and a father because I have three kids, uh, all under five, and so my wife's at home with them, so she's going straight to heaven. First for marrying me, and second for what she does each day with our three kids. So I have four-and-a-half-year-old twins, Jason Olivia, and a one-year-old daughter, Stella. So I have one bucket is be the best husband and father I can be. Be present in the moment, be the leader for them, be a caretaker, provider, whatever that is on a daily basis, give my whole self to them. And then there's the other part of me, which is, be the best leader of young people that I can possibly be. And what inspires me about this position and, and each and every day that we come to work is that I'm going to hold myself to the highest possible standard so that when young people look at me and how I go about things on a daily basis, they can have a role model to look up to in, in such a way that I have with some of the coaches that have been there for me and people that I've looked up to. So I just want you to know how important that is to me how important it is for me to be in the community. If, if I truly mean this, we're, on, we're in the midst of this caravan tour. I don't know where we're even at at the middle of it because I've enjoyed meeting so many people. I've been at games, got beat up at the UFC. I'm throwing a pitch out tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to the Aces game Sunday. I've been with so many different groups, and it's been so awesome to connect with all of you, and I can't thank you enough uh, for the warm welcome for our family. Um, talk basketball quick. Our coaching staff. Tremendous leaders of young people, unbelievable men. Tim Buckley came to us from the NBA, from the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's worked at Marquette, Iowa, Indiana, head coach at Ball State. 
unbelievable at developing young people. I watched him as a high school coach in Milwaukee, develop Dwayne, recruit and develop Dwayne Wade way back before anybody knew him. DeMarlo Slocum, Eldorado High School graduate, 96th State Player of the Year, tremendous leader, really connects with young people. He is so passionate about having kids in Las Vegas stay right home here with us. So thankful to have him on the staff. He's been at the University of Utah for eight years. And third, Kevin Kruger, who is one of the greats to play here, uh, Sweet 16 in 2007 with Kevin under his dad, Lon. And so we've got, we put together a tremendous staff. Stole one from the NBA, one from Oklahoma, and one for Utah. They're guys of great character, believe in investing and developing young people, and making sure, to me, I, I use this term all the time, it's my job to inspire and motivate to un, unlock their unlimited potential every day, in everything they do. Uh, that's the challenge, and that's a challenge in front of our staff, but I couldn't be more proud of them. From the recruiting standpoint, seven young men have decided to take the leap of faith to move forward with us. It was important to me when I came in that I invested time, effort, and energy in each one of them to understand their story. Uh, they didn't sign up for a coaching change. Uh, they didn't know uh, the pretense they came here may have been under a different coach or for a different reason. That wasn't for me to judge. I wanted to get to know them and let them get to know me and set the standard of what they can expect moving forward if they want to be a part of running Rebel Basketball. But as I look all of you in the eyes, I'm telling you it's going to be a program with a very high degree of accountability in everything that we do. Every class, every study hall, every community event, every meal, everything that we do is mandatory and you will be on time or there will be some serious consequences. And ultimately, if you can't fulfill the standard of the program, you won't be with the program. So I wanted them to know we're going to raise the bar that way. But we've had seven that have stayed with us. So uh, Mbake Jang, uh, Amari Hardy, Jay Green, Marvin Coleman, um, Nick Blair, Bryce Hamilton, and Checkman Dembele. Those seven have stayed with us. Since, we've signed five more players, uh, starting with Joan Antonio. For many of you, I don't know if you saw, he's the Australian that committed to us early on. He can really shoot the basketball, and the genius in him, when they asked, what do you know about Las Vegas, he commented that he had seen the movie Hangover. So, <laughs> I guess I need to do a better job as a leader, coaching through some of the media things, but at any rate, uh, we're fortunate but, uh, to put the all-biblical team together, because we started with Jonah, and then we added Moses... Uh, Moses, who's from Reno, that was at the University of Tulane. He's coming back to us. Then it went to Elijah. And then this past Saturday, we're fortunate, a young man that I'd coached for two years, David Jenkins, who was ranked as one of the top couple transfers in the country, he had come to us. So we've got uh, the all-biblical team, I've been told, uh, with some of those guys. Uh, before I leave you, challenging schedule. Uh, we've been fortunate uh, to land a home-and-home -home series with UCLA. Something that hadn't happened for a long period of time. It was important to me that we get that on the board uh, right away. If we're going to raise the bar of our program, we've got to challenge ourselves against the best. We want to be competitive. So anybody you know that's a fan of any team out there, you tell them to bring it. Because we'll play them anytime, place. But we're going to raise this bar and we're going to play the best because that's what's going to continue to raise and elevate the level of this program. Lastly, before I leave you today. What's that? I appreciate that. It's, it's important to me, again, if you have character, you learn through adversity. If we get challenged and we fall down, that's temporary. We pick ourselves right back up as we climb to the top. So that's, that's the mindset that we're going to have in our program. But lastly, I want to leave you with this. Uh, thank you so much uh, for welcoming my family in the community because as much passion and pride 
is I have to be your head men's basketball coach. It's the fact that every day I get to go home to my wife and kids who are safe in a part of your community where you all are great leaders and ambassadors. Because for me, as much as we want to win games and raise the bar and trade hats, and if anybody else has any hats, you can bring those too because we're going to be trading them. But at the end of the day, it's about people. It's about family, and it's about that sense of community. So uh, sincerely, I really thank all of you for who you are, how you conduct yourself as leaders in this community, because it means the world to me as a husband and father raising a young family. It's, uh, it's truly special, and we're fortunate to be part of your team. I'll be the best teammate you've ever had, I promise. Call on me if I can help you. You need me to speak to a group, come shake hands, tell a story. I've got your back, I promise, however I can. Uh, please come out and support our young men. They're going to stand for something that makes you really proud. Go running Rebels. All right, I went two minutes long, but we have some time for some questions. So I want to make sure we at least had a couple minutes. I know we're tight, leaving at 1.30. Let's rock and roll. How about you, NLB? Go fight, win. <laughs> I love that energy. Coach, yes, I'm, 80, sir. I'm 89 years old. I entered UCLA in 47 when John Wooden came, and you really inspired me in my unlimited potential. What do you recommend? <laughs> you still have some eligibility? I, I still have it. Well, you got leadership skills. You might be able to play point guard for us. <laughs> Thank you. So it was important to me that when we came in, we told everybody what the standard of the program was. And as much as this, so you come in as a coach, you say, we're going to re-recruit everybody. So to me, what that means is I'm going to outline the standards of the program and what the minimum standard is on a daily basis. And so some, as they were in this transfer portal, which is a new part of college basketball recruiting, I said to them, if you want to continue to have UNLV be an option, you'll come to every study hall and you'll be there on time with a great attitude. You'll go to every class, and you'll be there on time with a great attitude. You'll be at every team workout, and you'll be there on time with a great attitude. And you'll be at every weight workout on time and with a great attitude. And if you don't, if you don't feel like that's something, a standard you want to live to, then I suggest you don't come back because it isn't getting easier from there. So there are certain guys that have been on the team that, in my opinion, you might average this many points or played that many minutes, but ultimately, if you don't want to be held accountable to the standard that we're going to have for our program, at some point, it's not going to work. And so the ones that, if you said got away, I'd say we recruited the seven that want to live to that standard. Let's have a tremendous sense of pride and passion for those young men that that's what they're about, that's what they stand for, and that's how they want to help elevate the program. Yo, Coach, uh, I think you've got your work cut out for you. <laughs> uh, UNLV used to be always at the top uh, in the national rankings of, of basketball teams, but it seems to me over the, the last decade or so that has uh, diminished quite a, quite a bit. So how are you going to rebuild the team to get back out of that national standard? First of all, I think it starts with our daily habits. Everybody wants to ask, how many wins are we going to have? When are we going to go back to the uh, NCAA tournament? When can we win a conference championship? 
To me, it all comes down to daily habits, what you do every single day. So what we've done immediately, and again, some of our guys uh, have responded to this better than others, but we start our days. Right now, we're in a break, but we start with a mandatory 6 a.m. team meal every day. So that's not for everybody, right? Some guys are like, wow, I want to sleep until 8.30. I had one say, coach, when do I have nap time? So I don't know about all of you, right? But, like, I'm pretty sure you go to work at a job, and there's nowhere on your daily itinerary that says nap time or recess or milk break, right? So, number one, we're going to start our days early, and we're going to get more out of our days because we're not going to sleep in until 8 or 9 or 10 because that's not me preparing those young men for their life either. And so I think it starts, number one, with work capacity, a mindset of we can work more. We can outwork people. Again, we talk about what a blue-collar city this is. I've told you about my upbringing. Trust me, I'm, I'm the guy that always people say, you can't do this. You got your work cut out for you. Can you do that? Look, I'm here in front of you at this point, and I probably shouldn't be. And just like you're saying right now, well, how are we going to get to that point? One, we're going to outwork people. Two, the chemistry that we have and the unity we have, what we demand of our young men and how they invest in each other, team building, camaraderie, going through these things together. We're going to make sure that those connections are so strong and that unity is so strong among our team that how we play for each other, how we share the basketball, how we sprint back and transition, the effort and energy that we play with is going to be unparalleled. And that's on me because ultimately it comes down to the trust and respect they have in a head coach. So with our guys, the great part of it is at 6 a.m. every day when they have the team meal, right, and they come walking in, well, I wake up at 3.59 and I work out. So they're seeing me get done with my first workout. So I'm leading by example. So when they think 6 is early, I'm saying, that's not early. Like, you have to have the self-discipline. It takes what it takes if you want to be successful. And so if you say, well, how are we going to do it? We're going to work harder. We're going to play for each other. We're going to be more connected. We have everything we need here to be successful. First-class facilities. Unbelievable city that continues to grow. The recruiting base here is so fertile. The talent locally is better than it's ever been. And so to me, it all comes down to mindset, work ethic, character, on a daily basis, committing to those habits, and not deviating for any reason or compromising for any reason. So to me, it's my dad was a military guy. He was in the Army. It's pretty simple. It's You can't cut a corner in anything if you want to be successful, and our program won't cut a corner in anything. So comes down to basketball and style of play. Look, the team I coached at lowly, little old South Dakota State, uh, we finished in the top ten in the country when I was there in scoring every year and three-pointers made and three-point percentage and all these things. To me, it's far more about mindset and work ethic than it is about talent. But I can promise you nobody's going to outwork us. Coach, thank you so much. We're really looking forward to the success. And we really appreciate you coming to speak to us. And so uh, we have a Share What You Can Award that we present to you. And so we're going to present a, a meal in your name to a needy veteran in Las Vegas. So thank you so, so much, and good luck. We're really, really looking forward to it. If you have a question that wasn't answered, uh, Coach is more than happy to stick around and, and chat with you. So as we leave here today, uh, let's go forth into the world in peace, render to no one, evil for evil, be of good courage, hold fast that which is good, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, 
Honor all persons, love and serve each other, rejoicing in the fellowship of Rotary. Be people of action, be the inspiration. Meeting adjourned. We hope you enjoyed this podcast of our latest meeting. If you'd like to know more about our projects or are interested in membership in the club, please visit us at lasvegasrotary.com. Now go forth and be the inspiration.